Welcome back to the Gimme a Buck podcast, partnered with Wisconsin Sports Heroic. I am your host, Joel Graham, and of course, my co-star, Zach Wright, with me. And you know what we do. Another day, another Bucks fan on the podcast. We got somebody all the way from Florida that's a Bucks fan. His name is Brandon. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so Brendan, you're in Florida, right? Yes, sir. So, are you from Wisconsin? Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin until I was about 18, and then uh, I joined the military. Oh, okay. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Question number one. Is Chris Middleton or Drew a good enough second option on a championship team? Zach, what do you think? I'm going to start with you on this one. All right, so if you're just looking at it as the second option and saying, like, Chris Middleton's your two or looking at it individually as Drew's your two, I don't think they are good enough two options to win a championship. You look at other teams, you have Anthony Davis as the two. You have Siakam, if you want to call him the two that year. Steph Curry was the two behind Kevin Durant. You have all these pretty much dominant all-stars, all-NBA players as their twos. But I think what the difference is, is your question, how you worded it is, you didn't even pick a defined person you wanted to be that to. So I think that's what helps set them aside is all these teams have a kind of a dynamic duo. So I think it kind of gives the Bucks a big three, whereas how you scout against them, you don't know who is going to be the two on any given night. So I think that makes the Bucks three almost better. Whereas I think, Middleton on nights when he goes off for his over 30 points a game, he's definitely good enough to be that too. Um, but he just doesn't do that every night. Could that make us more dangerous? Because the teams don't know who to scout who our two is. It could be Drew or yep. Chris. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm thinking. So I don't think when you compare them and put them up with other teams, I don't think they're good enough as just like if it was just one of them and it didn't have two people on this question. I don't think one of them is good enough to be that two, but since it could be either of them on any given night, I think that makes their two, three combo better than most teams in the league. Sure. Sure. Brandon, what do you think? Is Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday good enough as, uh, as a Robin (laughs) to be on the championship team? So I think he pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, Like he said, if it's just one, then no. But if either one of them has the opportunity to be that number two every night, I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, obviously, if given that hypothetical, we don't know what the rest of the roster looks like. Right. And whatnot. So, you know, if you put Chris Billiton next to Jokic, can they win a championship? I don't think so. But if you put Middleton or Drew next to Giannis, I think they have a good shot. Okay. So you're saying that Chris Middleton is or isn't good enough to be that Robin? As an individual, no. But together, give the option, like he was saying, when you have the option, okay, one, one of them is bound to pop off every okay. night. Okay. So if we were just solely talking about Middleton, no. But now we're talking about Middleton or Drew Holiday. That is a yes. Yeah, one of the two is bound to pop up as a number two any given night. So I get you. I get you. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you, and it's 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 for one reason and one reason only. Zach, you hit it. I thought you hit it right on the head. Like the Lakers last year, they had AD. That's their second option. Like they had AD. You know, and Chris Middleton is not better than AD. Okay. And then, like, the Warriors, you know, their second option was Steph, Steph. And then it was Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, who is top five three point shooter of all time, too. Uh, I, I, that's arguable with Clay, but I don't think so. Um, and then you got the, the Cleveland Cavaliers with uh, Kyrie as being the Robin. You know, in the finals, he averaged 27 points. Uh, I don't I don't see Chris Middleton 
averaging 27 points, but we haven't seen it. So I'm not going to, you know, X him out. But I think the fact that the Raptors can win with Siakam being their second best player, Siakam is not – Chris Middleton is better than Siakam, in my opinion. Would Would you say that too, Brandon? I agree. However, what I will say is Toronto beat us. The conference finals, I would say that Fred Van Vliet was the number two. Mm. That baby popped out. Fred Van Vliet took over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Once the baby popped out, Fred Van Vliet went wild. Yes, that, that's true. And that's even a, that's a good but point. It, and it's kind of similar to the question or how we answered it. Is, you know, Middleton or Drew, one is bound to pop up. It was kind of point. the same thing for them where they had Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry or Siakam. One of them was always stepping up to be that number two guy. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, that can that could be it too. And is Chris Middleton better than Fred? I I think so. You know, like when he was their number two. So I think Chris Middleton could be you know that that sec- second option. As far as Drew, um, I think you know it's tough with Drew because he can he can do way more offensively. Then I'm not even talking about his defense. We already know his defense is crazy. Um, but offensively, I think he can do way more than what he does. Um, so I think Drew's good enough, too, to be that second option uh, as well, whether it's both of them together or it's one or the other. Um, so, Brandon, who do you think is the biggest threat as a team to the Bucks making it to the championship? Which team would you say? I mean, it's been the same team that's been a thorn for us the past few years. Mm-hmm. The Heat. The Heat. It has to be the Heat. You um, know the Heat are in the been on a roll. Right yeah, they, they've been on the roll um, since Jimmy Butler came back from his injury. I think Harold's back healthy again. Duncan, Robbins come, Duncan Robinson is coming back to form. So, um, so they see. just – even. Even before they had Jimmy Butler, before Bud was here during the Jason Kidd era, like when they just had Whiteside out there and uh, Justice Winslow, like they always gave us issues. Yeah. And I just – that's that's the one team in the East where I'm just like, man, like I'm not worried about Philly. I'm not worried about Brooklyn because all they're going to do is try to outscore you. So. Okay, so – you you said Philly. Now a couple of our other guests said Philly is the number. Why don't you why don't you think Philly is a threat? I don't think Ben Simmons has that it factor. Yeah. I I think his whole game style is just very soft. I don't think he's improved at all since he got to the NBA. He's just been stagnant. Ben Simmons. Benjamin, yeah. Benjamin, yeah. I, the only time I've really seen him get aggressive was when uh, Jared Dudley was talking crap to him in the playoffs a few years oh, back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, and that's really the only time I've really seen him just take over a game. And, you know, if your motivation to be the best you can be has to come from an outside source, yeah, then yeah. I I don't have faith in you. And then Embiid, Embiid is playing on another level this year, but right now he's in a slump, so it's looking like maybe he peaked a little early. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a possibility, and I don't see him sustaining his three-point shooting that he's at right now. Yeah. Um, it's well above his career high, so yeah. – uh, that's my thoughts on it. Tobias Harris, he's going to be a fit in that system anyways. Just he had that rapport with Doc Rivers when he was with the Clippers. So yeah. I think he's going to he's going to be solid. But like I said, I don't think Ben has the ability to take over every night. And I don't think Embiid's going to be able to sustain this high level of play. And you don't think the Nets are a threat because they're just going to outscore us? Now, I mean, everybody knows they got – three of the most offensively talented guys in the league, you know? So you, you don't see them as a yeah. 
I mean, obviously they can be a threat, right? But I'm not as worried about them as I am about a team like the Heat. Oh, where you got where you got a Jimmy Butler and a Bam that can both facilitate, but they're also both elite defenders. And then you got two elite shooters and Robinson and Harrow. And then they didn't even have uh, Dragic for some of the series last year. So, I mean, you throw him in there, he's always at the rim against us. So, um, I'm scared of the Heat, man. I, I'm I'm with you on this <laughs> one. I'm scared of them, dude. I was when they were like in 13th or 12th or something like that, I was like, yes, keep losing. Don't make the playoffs, man. <laughs> now they're in the fifth spot. I'm like, oh, shoot, we're in the third spot. So, okay, stay in the fifth or fourth spot so we don't have to play you in the second round. You know, let mm-hmm. Philly play them in the second round. Let somebody up. But I'm scared of the heat, man. I'm with you. Um, so, Brandon, who takes the game-winning shot or game tying shot. No, I'm gonna go game one. Who takes the game winning shot for the Bucks? It's Eastern Conference Finals, Game Seven. I think it's gonna be against um, Philly. Um, game Seven. We're down by we're down by one. Who do you want taking that shot on the Bucks? Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. That's a new one. Most people say Chris Middleton, um, our guy last year uh, or last episode, Sean from Scotland, he said he want Giannis taking it. Drew Holiday, explain why you need Drew Holiday taking that. I think that's the whole reason he was brought in, Mm. was to be that guy in those moments. Um, Yeah, Giannis is Giannis. We know what he can do. Right. But I don't want Giannis taking a jumper to win the game, you know. Um, obviously they want to build his confidence and that's great, but Giannis is not the guy that you want taking that shot unless you can get him the ball at the rim. There you go. Um, Middleton, it seems like anytime they drop the inbounds play at the end of the game, they send Middleton to the corner and usually there's two, three guys running with him there. So that's never a good look. Bud been running that same play for (laughs) Man, the same play. Come on, mm-hmm. man. So you got Drew Holiday. That's yeah. why they got him there. I I I respect yeah. that. So and um, then go ahead. Oh well, I was gonna say um for Drew, like we all know, he has a nasty step back. So he's always gonna be able to create his own space. And on top of that, he's just very smooth with like everything that he does. So if he does. You know, they take away the step back. Like, he's going to have that ability to still get close to the rim and at least get up a good shot. Or if yeah. he has to facilitate, I mean, it is what it is. But So you're saying he can take the shot or be a playmaker? Of course. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so Bobby Portis has been playing well. Zach, is it time for the Bucks to start Bobby Portis? Yes. I've, I've been saying it for weeks on end here that I think he should have been starting from a long long time ago. Um, I don't think Brooke Lopez should be in the starting lineup at all. I think he'll be a, a decent guy off the bench, or they just need to put him find a trade for him and get the best value in return. Um, and Portis has shown that. He makes an impact with the starting lineup, as you saw with the Pelicans game. And anytime he's in the game, coming off the bench, if Giannis is on the floor, whoever it is from the starting lineup, he just he has, brings a different type of energy and impact when he's on the floor. So I think defensively with that starting five, it just allows them to get off to a better start. Um, whereas we've seen with Lopez, the opposing team's able to get off to a hot start shooting, and then it's just kind of stays with them throughout the whole game. So I think giving Bobby Portis that start really shuts down the opposing team from the get-go. And then when Lopez does come in, they're not going to be off to such a hot start. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this question, and I, I don't think we start Bobby Portis. I think I think we need him off the bench. We need that bench scoring because, I mean, can Brooks Lopez score? Absolutely. But – he really doesn't, you know. Um, I think at this point, Bobby Portis is a better scorer 
than Brooke Lopez. And we need that scoring, like, off the bench. And if you put Bobby Portis with, like, Giannis and Chris and Drew Holiday, it's going to be less shots for him. And then he's not going to be as effective, in my opinion. Um, so I think we need him coming off the bench. We need that that uh, that punch and scoring from from those bench players. Um, Brandon, what you think? Is is it time to start Bobby Portis? So I agree with both of you. Um, I've been saying for weeks, just like him, uh, we definitely need him in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. But when I listen to your point about how he's going to have less opportunity with the starting lineup, especially with Drew coming back, that's definitely understandable too. And then needing that guy off the bench. However, I do think if they have him in the starting lineup, obviously they're going to do more to stagger the minutes and whatnot. So, um, I mean, they're all going to have their opportunity to, you know, uh, whether it's one or two of them on the court at a time, uh, to all get their shots up. But uh, at this point, to me, it seems like Brooke is becoming unplayable. Um, he refuses to leave the paint when it's on defense. When they do switch defense, he just watches the guy wrap around the, uh, wrap around the screen. And then he drops all the, the way guy. under the rim. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I can and then when he does – yeah, and then when he does step up, then he gets left at the free throw line. So he's just – he refuses to do anything other than shoot the three. Sometimes he does this slow dribble through the, up through the paint, tries to finish. And it's just – it's brutal watching him right now. And um, Yeah. It, to, to, to your point, if you wanted to leave Bobby on the bench, and I know – I don't know what's going on with Tory Craig, but I would be okay with seeing him get starting minutes and maybe put him at the three or the four and put Giannis at the five to start games. And then throughout, now you can throw in Brooke Lopez if we're playing against, say, Philly. I mean, at least he's a big body to put on and be rather than having Giannis take that punishment. Yeah. So – that's, that was my next question for you. Like, what's up with Tory Craig, man? Why, why, why do Coach Bud hate Tory Craig? Like, what has he done? I, I don't know. Do you got an answer for me? I just think it's one of them things that, like, Bud just seems locked in on his guy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, he's actually surprisingly been playing well this year. But there's a point where in the fourth quarter, you can't have Pat Connaughton covering a Kevin Durant, a Zion Williams, and LeBron James like we saw in three straight games earlier this Thank year. Thank you. And that's why, at least that's why I thought that we signed Torrey Craig was to take those assignments at the end of games or throughout games. And because when I look at how Toronto beat us, right, they had Mark Gasol, Ibaka, Siakam, yep. Kawhi, all high-level defenders. Mm -hmm. And then when Miami beat us last year, they had Iguodala, they had Crowder, Butler, and Bam. So now I'm looking at it like, okay, we're bringing in Torrey Craig. So, yeah, Brooke can protect the paint. And then we got Giannis. And then we got Middleton, who some people think he's a good defender, some don't. I think he's a solid defender. Yeah. I'm not saying he's top ten, but he's a solid defender. And then you throw in a Tory Craig, maybe a DiVincenzo sometimes. So it's like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if it was him sending out the little emoji eyes, you know, <laughs> or, earlier this year. Or, yeah. But it seemed like after he did that, then Bud started giving him a little bit of minutes. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're just going to use him as trade bait or something coming up here, but. That's what a lot of people are saying. Maybe like trade bait or I'm like, what if you're going to use him for trade? Why even like get him like he can. The thing that frustrates me is we can use him like you made good points with the like. They have like Iguodala, they have Bam Adebayo and like with the Raptors, they got like Ibaka and, you know, that those are elite defenders. So mm. that brings me to my next question. 
Should the Bucks make a run at PJ Tucker and or Demarcus Cousins? Brandon, what do you think? PJ Tucker, yes. Demarcus Cousins, I wouldn't be mad if they did it, but it's not the end of the world if we don't. The reason why I say yes is both of those guys, they bring attitude and grit to the court, which is something I know a lot of people were expecting that from Bobby Portis just because of his history of like punching his teammate or whatever. But But Bobby's um, a good guy, man. Yeah, he's like he's a good guy. I get a lot of positive energy from him. But when you look at, say, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers, they have the Morris twins, right? Those are guys, they're going to add, like, grit. Jay Crowder is going to add grit to your team. Like a tough Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, A James Johnson from the Mavericks. Mavericks. Like, nobody's nobody's messing with him. Like, he's a black belt. He's, like, 23-0 in professional fighting. Like, nobody's messing with him. So – a DeMarcus Cousins would add that kind of presence to the team because we know in the past, like teams like to mess with the honest during the playoffs. Yeah. not? I think we saw Blake Griffin a few years ago, like push him to the ground. So I think that's what those kind of guys would add to the team. Yeah. But on the other hand, do I think DeMarcus Cousins is an upgrade from Brooke Lopez at this point in his career? No. Okay. I think that's making a stagnant or you know, like it's a lateral move. Yeah. You know, they're both going to be turnstiles on defense. <laughs> yeah. They can shoot. They can shoot sometimes. They can play in the paint sometimes. But overall, they're not dominant number one guys like they used to be. So you're um you're sold on PJ Tucker though. Yes. And and that's because he's versatile. Yeah, I like that he's versatile. He can play two through small ball five if needed. Um. So I like that about him. He's to me, he's a very good defender. I remember when he was with Toronto, he used to give Giannis fits on defense. Um, but also, he's a high level scorer from the corner when he's shooting the three. That's and I like that. So if you have him in one corner and you have Ford in another corner, and then you got Middleton, Giannis, and on the court, like I don't know who you guard. Yeah, that's a good lineup, though. That's a good lineup. But, Zach, what do you think? Do we go after uh, P.J. Tucker and DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, I think I like the P.J. Tucker one just because what he was just saying there is it's kind of like how the only reason that a lot of people like Brooke Lopez is because he can shoot the three ball and clear the lane for Giannis. So P.J. Tucker is going to give you kind of that same same position on offense where he can hit that corner three, but at the same time now – P.J. Tucker can actually play defense. Like he was saying, he can guard two to five pretty much if you're on a small ball lineup. So I think he'll give you a lot more than Brooke Lopez can give you. Obviously, he's not a true center. um, So you're going to lose some height there by having him on the floor as like year four or five, depending on where you got Giannis or whoever else is on the floor. But I do like that addition. Um, Cousins, unless if you can get him for pretty much nearly nothing, um, I wouldn't take any risks on it. If you can just do it with no risk at all and just kind of see if it works out, then I think go for it. But if if you have to do anything where the Bucks would be losing something in return and take a risk on it, I don't think the reward is what you have to risk for it. Um, but if, again, if you can get him for nothing, I don't I don't see any harm of trying it out. He's a solid. He used to be a top center in the NBA, he's obviously declined a little bit, but if you bring him off the bench, that's a solid center to bring off the bench. Yeah. Um, With P.J. Tucker, I would entertain the idea, but first I'm going to start with Cousins. Now, Cousins was mad. Now, I don't know if this is true, but from what reports say, he was mad that he was a backup to Christian Woods. That's averaging 22 and 11. Um, if you're mad, at, I, I just don't like that energy that he brings. I, Brandon, I, I do like what you were saying. He does bring that grit, that toughness. But a guy that's mad that he's being a backup to somebody averaging 22 and 11 or whatever high numbers that Christian Woods average, um, I don't know if I want that kind of guy on my team, you know. Um, I do think he's 
I think he's an upgrade maybe from Brooke. You know, I think he, you know, can – I think he's a better rebounder than Brooke. Um, I think he might be an upgrade. I don't know. That's kind of like a lateral movement to me. As far as P.J. Tucker, I'm not 100% sold on P.J. because he is undersized. But for the reasons of, Brandon, that you said, like, we're going to have to go through the heat. We're going to have to play the Raptors at some point. Like, we're going to have to play smaller. And if we play the heat, Brooke Lopez cannot play. I mean, so that's where we're going to need that P.J. Tucker type player, you know, that can switch from two through five. And can you imagine – like Drew Holiday, and then you got Dante, Giannis, Middleton, and P.J. Tucker. Like, we can switch everything and be okay. But when we switch, when we have Brooke Lopez in the lineup and, like, we got Brooke Lopez guarding Siakam, I don't want to see that. No, that's where we put in P.J. Tucker. But at the same time, if we get P.J. Tucker, would we even play him? I mean, we have we have Tory Craig that can guard, you know, anything, you know, and we won't play him. And I, I just don't understand his like his fascination with Pat. Pat can play sometimes, but a lot of other times, I don't think Pat should be playing. I don't want to see him on James Harden, like you were saying, Brandon. I don't want to see him on Zion, just like he was the other night. I don't want to see him guarding Kevin Durant. I don't want to see that. We have Torrey Craig for that, you know? It, I don't know what Coach Bud's doing. Um, but, Brandon, do you think Giannis is a true superstar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Obviously, he's hands down a top five player in the league. Hands down, top five player. I, I I agree with that. Wait, let me, Brandon. Let me ask you this real quick. Then, if you think he's an absolute superstar, hands down, why did you pick Drew Holiday to take the game-winning shot on your team if you have a hands-down superstar? Because that's not his skill set. Everybody has a different skill set. Do you trust Joel Embiid to take the game-winning three-pointer or the game-winning, you know, long mid-range jump shot to the game? Or would you prefer to buy Harris maybe take that shot? Um, mm, that's fair. Just, I see. You know, I see. So I, I understand. I mean, even when the Lakers, um, when they had the Shaq and Kobe duo, like Shaq was better, but were you going to have him take that shot or were you going to have Kobe? It's, it's just based on the skill set is why I say that. Good point. So you didn't like <laughs> – did you like Giannis taking that um, – that last second jump shot for the Suns. I, I assume you didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it for many reasons. Obviously, Dante had peripheral blinders on something. I didn't see him standing alone in the corner. Um, but with the clock that low, I mean, I mean, I'm just glad he got a shot up at least. Right. You know. I mean, he didn't brick it like the whole media wants you to think. <laughs> he didn't airball it. He had a decent shot. Granted, he had four guys on him. But I don't really blame him for that. I put more blame on Devin Chenzo for not finding the right guy. Yeah. Especially when we've been running that same play for three years running now. So, you know where Chris and- is going to be at. Well, and Drew also wasn't there for that. So who knows what would have happened if Drew was there. Does Drew get that shot? Does Drew the one that's inbounding? Does he see Middleton in the corner? Is Dante even on the court in that situation? So That's a fair, that's a, that's a fair uh, statement. Um, so speaking of Drew, do you think we offer – do we offer Drew an extension? I think they're going to give him time to see how he comes back from this COVID thing. Um, I know that Jason Tatum is saying that he's still having effects from uh, when he had COVID earlier in the season. He's still having uh, trouble breathing. Games kind of dipped a little bit since then. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to wait. They're going to see 
how Drew comes back, if he's completely healthy, if his breathing's not messed up. And then, I mean, Drew is older. So before you commit $30 million a year to him, like you want to make sure he's in the best shape he can be. Um, so I think they give it some time. They don't sign up today or tomorrow or whatnot, but they wait to come see how he comes back. Yeah, I – uh, I wouldn't question Drew's uh, fitness. That dude is always in the gym. And, like, I've been seeing, like I, – I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it was it was something that I was watching. And, like, he was just insane, like, with fitness. Mm-hmm. So, But COVID is a different animal. So, I'm not yeah. sure what it got up there and did to his body. Um, so, Brandon, who do you think right now – is the MVP of the league so far? At this moment, I give it to Joel Embiid. Okay, okay. That's what um, – Zach, you had Joel Embiid too, right? Yep. I think everybody had uh, Joel Embiid, except for me. I'm a Dame fan, you know, so I'm rolling with Dame for MVP. Still, still Dame for MVP. But why do you say uh, Joel and B, Brandon? Um, like I pointed out earlier, he's just having same season. I mean, his points. I believe right now he has the highest uh, player efficiency rating of all time, which some people want to knock it. But I mean, a lot of were high last year, so um, he's been efficient, shooting a career high three, leave free throws as well. And, I mean, the other day he had that 50-point game. Um, but like I also mentioned, he just hit this little slump these last three games. So if that continues, then you're going to see, I mean, Giannis has averaged 37-11 the last three games. So, you know, I think right now the top three are Jokic and Giannis. Um, but, I you mean, said MB, we're Jokic. still good. You said Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis are the top three? Yeah, for me, that's what they right are. Now? Okay, okay. Um, but like like we said, like there's still half the season to go. If Embiid did peak early and the slump continues, he's going to fall out of there fairly easily. Um, but like I said, let's come back to his career averages. I mean, he's not really going to be taken serious in the MVP conversation. Sure. But um, yeah, I'd say Jokic and Giannis would be my next two. Yeah. So, um, Brandon, what do you think as far as Giannis shooting threes? Do you think he should not shoot any threes? Because when Giannis doesn't shoot a three, we're nine and zero in the Coach Bud era. When he doesn't shoot a three, we're nine and zero. I don't think he should be taking them. I'd say, hey, play to your strengths, like you were saying earlier. Taking that last second jump shot, that ain't just that ain't your lane, man. Go you you want to create? Yeah, I have no problem with that. But do you think Giannis should stop shooting threes and just play to his strengths? I'm gonna say no, just because of how hard he's been working at it. I mean, uh, we all saw the awesome and workout videos that he was posting and whatnot. We know he's working hard. We can see that his form is changing. Um, it's actually paying off with his free throws right now. I've shot about 80% from the free throw line the last couple of games. So we can slowly see him getting better, um, even if the percent of three don't necessarily reflect that. The shot's looking better. He's getting better looks taking them at better time, you know, he's not he's throwing up some random shot. Yeah. Um, and I also like the idea of throughout the game, you know, maybe it's the end of the first quarter, but just get that mentality for him to take a mid-range shot of like, okay, time's running down. I need to mindset, you know, this could be my opportunity to play off where I might have to take this shot because we don't know what but's going to happen in this team so <laughs> we don't know what Bud is, man. We don't know what Bud's gonna have this team do. No, I get yeah. you. You're saying he should shoot. He should continue to shoot it just because 
he's working hard at it. I mean, not just because of that. I mean, <laughs> we, we all want to see him improve the game. You know, unstoppable from every level of the court. Um, like, I think his mid-range is actually fairly solid right, right now, um, especially that turnaround jumper he has from the block. I know he shoots about 50 man. So I think that – I mean, he improves every year. I think that the three will be coming in next year. Whether that's this year, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, still- I'm not going to tell him to stop. Well, you know, Shaq was pretty dominant, and they won championships with Shaq, and he never attempted a three. So I, I don't think Giannis should be – I don't think Giannis needs to chunk him up there right now until he's – I think until he's better off the court. Like you say, he's been working hard at it. So if you've been working hard at it, yeah, work hard until you can hit it at really good off the court, and then – that's when you incorporate it in the in the. That's like a preseason kind of tryout kind of thing. But I also don't want to see him fall into that Ben Simmons lane where he just absolutely refuses to even try it. Where you can have Brook Lopez sag into the paint, and Ben Simmons is still not. Well, teams do that anyway. Teams sag off on them anyway. So he's 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 not definitely seeing getting more respect from three. Yeah. Now he's ever he's way better than Ben Simmons. I think Benjamin Simmons is overrated. I I don't like I don't know how he made it to the like the all-star game. I don't understand. This guy averages what 15, 7, and 9, or which is okay, but like how I, I don't know. I think he's overrated. That's my opinion. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to fall into – I mean, teams are already playing him like kind of like a Ben Simmons. I do like Giannis are taking him, but I don't think I want him taking the threes. I think I feel more comfortable with the mid-range, like you were saying, like the turnaround. I do like I, I do like that. I do. But like I think that's just more of, you know, what Bud's doing with him. If Bud would put him in that dunker spot instead of, DiVincenzo or Pat Connaughton, he would thrive there. But because of the way that it's Giannis take the ball up the court, ISO at the top, like he's going to be in those situations. So if you're in that situation, I mean, you're not Ben Simmons from three. You're not Steph Curry from three. But sometimes he's hot, sometimes he's not. Yeah. I get you. I mean, and you know, when, what was it last year when he put the crown on his head, he hit like five threes or something like that. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, but again, we're nine and oh, when he doesn't shoot a, we haven't lost when he doesn't shoot a three mid range. I'm comfortable with. Um, so the recap of the wolves and the Pelicans, Brandon, what you think about that? The wolves and the Pelicans, let's start with the wolves. what do you think about that game? think I mean cats dominant and then yeah. you got the Pelicans. I mean Zion he's just a bull in a china shop. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's insane. I mean the things that he does, I mean part of me wants to say, you know, he looks like Julius Randall almost, but then he has more finesse and more athletic ability. So I mean, even just looking at the game that they played against us the other day, I mean, you could tell he's he's special, but similar to Giannis, he has to get that jump shot down before he's truly, exactly. you know, going to be put on that same level as LeBron in them. So. Yeah, yeah. So you like Zion, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You think he'll ever win an MVP? Now, me and Zach it's, it's, and my guy Paris, we talked about it earlier uh, on a couple other episodes. Um, you said, what, what do you think? you think he'll win MVP? I don't think so. I think it's unlikely just because of his timeline. I mean, Giannis is still only 26, and then you got Luca, who's still young. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be very tough for him to win an MVP. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what we thought. Well, that's what I thought, too. I don't think he's ever going to win MVP. Um, Zach, what do you think about the Wolves and the Pelicans, man? Yeah, I think that 
not much to take away from the Timberwolves game. Pretty much a blowout from start to finish for the most part. So I think it's just good to have games like that every once in a while. Yeah. Have some fun out there. Just kind of try different things. So not too much to take away. I think in the Pelicans game, you can take a lot more um, playing down the stretch. Made some big plays, taking charges late in the game. Um, I think with the Pelicans, like he was just saying, even with Zion being pretty dominant, they had three guys over 20. He had Zion with 34, Ingram with 23, and Lonzo over 20 again. But so was a little off, but he saw 16. So I think it's a solid win when you've given up that many points on the defensive end still. Um, I do like, and I know Buck's Twitter was tweeting about it all game long too, of how the defense was looking, switching everything. And I think Bobby Portis played a big factor of that too. Um, so I think there was a lot of positives to take away from that too that they can translate um, for defensively. Yeah, the Wolves are like the, the worst team in the league, I think. So you can't – I'm glad we beat them. But – Yeah. I mean, yeah, we beat them. But the Pelicans, uh, I think that was a good win too because they killed us the first game in New Orleans. Um, and also, one thing I don't like is that Lonzo and Bledsoe is hitting 10 plus threes. That's one thing I don't <laughs> like. But – I'll take the win. And our defensive switch in that game looked really good. I, I like that. Um, but let's talk about the upcoming schedule that we got. We got the Clippers tomorrow. We got the Nuggets. And then we got the Grizzlies. Brandon, how many of those do we win? We got the Clippers, Nuggets, and Grizzlies. I think we win two out of three. So who do we beat? I think we beat the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. You think we beat the Nuggets and the Grizzlies? Uh, and now this is all contingent on Drew Holiday coming back too. But um, so why don't you think we beat the Clippers? So well, I actually just read that uh, Drew Holiday is going to be listed as doubtful for tomorrow. Oh man! So, but they said he practiced today. So, I mean, that's positive signs. But if he doesn't play tomorrow, I, obviously that greatly uh, lowers our chances yeah. of winning. Um, however, I mean, Dante's been playing great lately. I just don't know if I trust him against, like, a Patrick Beverly who's going to be, you know, hacking the whole game. Yeah, or even a Paul George that might guard him, too, you know. Pat did have a good last game. I think he had his first 20-point game uh, last game, so that's good. Yeah, I'd say that was probably the best game of his career, honestly. Yeah, I think so, too. It was a career high, so, yeah. Yeah. Zach, what do you think? You think uh, the Clippers, Nuggets, and Grizzlies? Who you, how many wins do we get? Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm agreeing with Brandon here that I think the Clippers will take that one. Um, even if Drew Holiday does play, I think he hasn't played in however many weeks, so I, there's going to be some rust there, some adjustments that need to be played. Um, the Bucks kind of on their win streak here. They finally figured out how to play without him. So yeah. now you're going to have to pretty much switch that all around. So if he does play, got to get used to having him in the rotation again. It's going to take some other players minutes away who are starting to get comfortable. Um, it'll be nice to have him back, but I think it might hurt him just to get used to again. And he's might have a little rust on him from not playing for two weeks. Um, so I do think the Clippers will take that one. But then I, I would say that's pretty much what Brian was saying. I think they could, they'll beat the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Um, I think we will get two wins, but I don't think it's going to be, hmm, I, I think we lose to the Clippers, like you were saying, Jack, or no, 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 I think we beat the Clippers, I think we beat the Clippers, I just don't know, they are playing well right now, but I'm not gonna, we are playing well too, you know, and even when, when it's without Drew, I still think we beat the Clippers. Patrick Beverly, he is going to be hacking all game. Um, but he's going to probably be hacking DJ Augustine if he's back, you know, um, or somebody that doesn't like a Dante, you know. I don't think I don't think he's going to be big enough of a problem. Um I do think Paul George is going to run wild. I think Kawhi is going to run wild, but I don't think that team has enough to beat us right now. Um, I think we lose to the Nuggets, though, because 
depending on Drew again, you know, maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. But when he, if he does come back, like, is he going to be a hundred percent? Probably not. I just don't see us beating that team twice. Um, I hope we do, but I, I don't see us uh, winning against the Nuggets. Um, and then we got the Grizzlies. I see us beating them. They haven't been playing well lately. Um, even though their coach used to be under Coach Bud, and he kind of has our number, but I don't, I don't see, I, I don't see the Grizzlies beating. Um, so Zach, we're gonna switch gears here. Who do you think is the biggest All Star snub? Okay, so I do. I have a couple here. Um, one technically not really a snub, but Damian Lillard. 100% should have been a starter in the All-Star game. There's okay. no reason where he should not have been. Um, I don't think Luca, with how the Mavericks are playing this year, should be a starter. Um, I think Luca is obviously an All-Star, but I think Lillard was more deserving of the starter spot. So, again, not really a snub, but he was snubbed from the starting lineup. Um, so, I think that one there. And then a big one that I thought from the Eastern Conference, Trey Young. Mm. He He's averaging 27 and 10. Again, the Hawks aren't having an outstanding year, but if if you're going by just record, which teams do, or which they say has a big effect on if you're going to make the All Star game or not. Um, but if that's the case, why did Zion make it, who has worse stats than Trey Young, but has the same team record? So I think Trey Young was a big, yeah, or Bradley Beal. So I think Trey Young was was uh, stopped from that one. Okay, so so you got to pick who's the biggest one though. Do you, are you going with Trey? Yeah, Trey. Okay, we'll go with Trey on that one. Brandon, who you got? Who's your biggest All Star snub? We got an obvious answer here. My biggest snub was Sabonis. Now I know he got in. Okay, because KD opted out, but. From the initial lineup, it was 100% Sabonis. Yeah. I mean, I think Sabonis, you know, I was looking at his numbers. He averages, what, 21, 12, and 5. Like, those are, like, MVP-ish type numbers. Like, I know Giannis is similar to Jokic. Yeah. Like, those are, like, great numbers. Like, that's a, you're averaging a double-double plus five assists. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was I was leaning towards the bonus. I saw that he did get in. Um but did you have a second one, Brandon? Or so he's my number one. I mean, there were a couple of guys that I feel like should have been in there. I personally I would have taken um I think Brandon Ingram had a case to make it. I think uh Devin Booker should have been in there. Um yeah. And those are guys I would have replaced Zion with. Um, and I agree with him. Miller definitely should have been the starter instead of um, – Absolutely. Instead of Luka. But also, I mean, in the East, I didn't like Kyrie being uh, – when you miss a third of the season, I, I understand the all-star talent. He's an amazing player. But when you miss a third of the and, and granted, you know, take care of your mental health. I have nothing against that. But you decided not to sit out. It wasn't like he was in there. He didn't have COVID. But you decided to sit out. So I don't like the idea of rewarding somebody who themselves sat out. You yourself sat out. You didn't play hard for a certain period of time. Or, you know, you missed that time. To me, I don't feel like that's harder. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. The same thing with like um Jimmy Butler's in the All-Star or is he not? No. I think he no, was he, didn't get it. he was top for like the All-Star votes in the first round, but he he only played like half the games and I'm like, "Come on. What what are we really doing here?" It's obviously a yeah. popularity contest. Um but my biggest snub, Brandon, you hit it right on the head. I think it was uh, Brandon Ingram. I think CP3 got away with murder and um, <laughs> got into the All-Star game. I don't understand 
how CP3 got in. Is he – I love CP3. I think that uh, he he's really – He's really good, but Brandon Ingram is playing better than him. I, I'm going with Brandon Ingram being the biggest snub. I did have Sabonis, uh, but he got in, you know, because of Kevin Durant. And then I had Devin Booker, too, um, getting in, but he got in because of AD. And I don't think Anthony Davis should be there either. Anthony Davis isn't having, like, uh, to his standards. He's not really having a great season. He's not. He's not having a for him an all star season. Uh, so I think Brandon Ingram should be in there, man. I mean, it's so I don't understand how, how CP3 got in there. How would you have felt if Christian Wood got the spot instead of Anthony Davis? Now, again, he, he missed time with injury, but the season he was having prior. Yeah. I think this year Christian Wood is playing better than Anthony Davis. I would give Christian Wood that spot instead of Anthony Davis Um, or a Brandon Ingram, Christian Wood or Brandon Ingram. Um, I think Christian Wood is playing out of his mind this year. And this is, and keep in mind, you know, everybody knows we did have Christian Wood and Bud said that, you know, it's not your time yet. Can you imagine a Christian Wood alongside of Giannis? You know, like, this guy's averaging 22 and 11 on another team. And Bud said, oh, this, no, no, it's not your time yet. He averages 22 and 11. What'd you say? For Tim Frazier. Oh, (laughs) right. I forgot about that for Tim Frazier. Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here, bud? Um, so, Brandon, did you have any questions for us? Well, I just threw mine in at you. Oh, I see. A bit off guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. With I'm, I think Christian Wood is playing better than Anthony Davis this year. Yes, he should have been there. I don't know why they keep doing Devin Booker like that either. Like. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you right there. So if you guys think Ingram was the biggest snub and if I can kind of see where you're saying CP3 probably doesn't deserve being in the All-Star game, but if you're just looking at his stats, I think the only reason they're in or he's in it is because they're giving him the credit for the Suns' wins this year and taking the Suns to that next level. I think that's the only reason he's in it. Obviously, looking at his stats, 16-8 and eight most likely is an All-Star game-level stats. Right. But say you replace – Chris Paul with Ingram and Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt. Are you saying then that the Suns shouldn't have a single all-star in the all-star game when they're the fourth best team in the West and fifth best record in the NBA? No, I was going to say that Devin Booker, had he not been in, I was going to say he would have been the biggest snub or so he would be, he would be over Ingram and Wood. Absolutely. I think Devin Booker is over Ingram over Christian Wood. Um, but I don't think CP3 – I think CP3 and Anthony Davis should not be in there. And you replace them with Devin Booker and either Brandon Ingram or Christian Wood. Um, yeah, like I was saying, CP3 got away with murder, man. I mean, I don't know how he got in there, dude. That's, that's so crazy. Um, but The narrative. Yeah. And another narrative that they're pushing, too, is LeBron James – uh, winning the MVP um, because he, he, you know, he like complained about it last year. So yeah. do we think that um, LeBron should be even in like the top three? Like I know Brandon, you said, you know, uh, you don't, you didn't think so. Zach, do you think LeBron is top three MVP right now? I don't think so. And I think this last week kind of proved it. As soon as Anthony Davis went down, the Lakers have not been nearly as good. And obviously LeBron's the best player on that team, but Anthony Davis is a huge reason why they're top of the West. And as soon as he went out, I mean, they won their last game, but besides that, I think they were on a three or four game losing streak and the Suns were getting close to him. If we didn't lose the other night, we probably would have been in the three spot and they would have dropped all the way down to the four. So Unless if the Lakers were the number one seed, I don't think there's any reason LeBron should be in, even in the conversation for MVP. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So, 
Brandon, I got one last question for you. It's going to be a tough one, though. It's going to be a tough one. I if need it's fire, bud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you do think we should um, – do you think we should – this isn't my question, but we got to touch on this. Hey, okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we should fire Coach Bud? I do. You do. And why is I that? Do. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of the stuff we've talked about. I mean, the refusal to play Tory Craig. I don't know if there's like some personal issue that they have or whatever that is, but I believe Tory Craig could be a vital piece for our team, especially in closing lineups. Um, and his infatuation with Pat Connaughton, I mean, like I said earlier, he's been playing well. I think he has like one of the highest offensive ratings in the league surprisingly but I mean he's a guy that you maybe play 10-15 minutes in the first half and then in the second half you don't want him in the game unless you're up by 20-30 um the rotations are weird sometimes where they'll have like it'll be like Brooke Lopez, Bryn Forbes, Thanasis and Dante and you're like well who's going to be the playmaker exactly you know, it's it's just very odd um i know Giannis gave him props the other day um i liked against the pelicans we went with the tall ball lineup mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting but also i mean putting brooke lopez on zion is just i don't know it's kind of cool to me like <laughs> yeah I, I know that you're expecting zion back to but he's so quick, even yeah. though he's 280 pounds, but he's so quick. Like, Lopez has no shot again. Yeah. And so it's just like things like that, the rotation. He, I still think that he refuses to adjust. Um, I know that they added the dunker spot, and now they're trying out the switch defense, but it still just feels kind of stagnant, no matter if we have the number one offense I, I think a lot of that is just how good Giannis and them are, but they run, they don't run like an offense. Like, you know, I only played high school ball, but, you know, some people run the swing, some people run the motion, and it's like us, it's just like Giannis ISO at the top, or Drew, or yeah, Drew ISO at the top, or sometimes um, Middleton will get it up there, and it's just one on one ball from there, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, our half court offense. Um, I hate to say it, but it's not good. Uh, I don't. I don't like us giving the ball at the top of the key to Giannis and just saying, "Hey, go do something." You know. Um, and like I said in past episodes, and this is in regard to Bud, and you got to blame Giannis too. Um, it's a wall. That wall that Toronto created. How are we still talking about this wall two years later? You haven't figured that wall out? Like, come on, Coach Bud. Like, if there's a wall, the two people that's creating the wall on the outside, how about we shoot them to the lane or do something? Like, I don't like that this wall is still a thing to stop Giannis. Like, and I think that's on both Giannis and Bud, though. Um, So here's my question for you. I need you to rank these point guards one to five. So we got Dame Lillard, Westbrook, Steph Curry, Kyrie, and Luca. Right now or like over their whole career? Right now, currently in the league. We got Dame, Westbrook, Steph. Kyrie and Dantage. Who are you? Well, I think we can. I, so I think we can take Kyrie out of this conversation because he called himself a shooting guard the other day, right? Uh, I so mean, do we want to do yeah, we want to replace him gotta, with Harden right now? <laughs> no, because we, we answered <laughs> the Kyrie one. That's a good spin, though. That's a good. Spin. Okay, okay, okay. I just had to ask. Yeah. Mm, right now, this year. Out of them five. Who do you got at number five? Let's start with number five. Dame, Westbrook, Steph, Kyrie, or Dante? 
I gotta go Westbrook. And number five? Yeah, Westbrook. Westbrook. Oh, come on, he's man. he's he's one of my favorites. I love I love the intensity that he plays with. He's like a a he's triple like double. A, is that what you? Yeah. He's a walking triple double. How is this guy? Five? He is that. He is that. But I guess for me, like he plays out of control. He's a little inefficient. Like I said, I love him as a player. Yeah, I would. I would. I think him and Giannis in the fast break would be the most electrifying thing in the NBA. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, out of okay. those guys, I got to put him at five. Okay, we got Westbrook at five. Who do we got at number four? We got Dame. What we got? Dame, Steph, Kyrie, and Dantage left. Putting Luca at four. Luca at four. Okay. Okay. You sure you don't want to switch that? You know, Westbrook and Luca. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm putting Luca. Okay, four. you're gonna stay put. Okay, okay. So Luca at four. Um, who do you got number three? Kyrie. Kyrie at three. Okay. Mm. Now even, Zach. Though, even though he's a shooting guard. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> now, Zach, this is big right now because it's only Dame and Steph right now. Now so I, far, he's so far he's got the exact same list I had. So it all comes down to this next answer. <laughs> well, let's hope he doesn't have the exact same list. <laughs> let's hope he doesn't have the exact same list. Um, so who's at number two, Brandon? Who you got? Now you gotta answer this one correctly, though. I got stuff at two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now yes, the reason I say that, so so Steph, he's he's gaining a lot of respect for me personally, um, just because of how he's carrying this team this year. Yep. Um, with no Clay Thompson to help, no Kevin Durant to carry, like he's the Steph Curry that we all know. Mm-hmm. But then put the the pressure of leading the team on top of the pressure. To okay, we got to get to the playoffs, and I have to be the one taking all the shots. And I mean, he's got his supporting cast playing a lot better. Um, so even, I mean, I know you were just talking about LeBron, but I think uh, I'd put Curry over LeBron in the MVP race right now. Yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would too. So you got my one of my favorite players, Dame Dollar, at number one. You hear yeah. that, Zach? I just want you to Dame Dollar at number he, one, man. He's, he's just so clutch. <laughs> he's so clutch. There's nobody else in the league that I would rather have take the last shot. Exactly. Since 2012, he's been the most, most clutch player. Since 2012. That's what, mm-hmm. nine years? Come on, man. Come on. Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. And then I just – I love his loyalty – uh, Portland. I mean, obviously, I wish he would put on that flat hat, you know, but yeah. uh, I, I love that he's loyal. He gives me a very similar vibe to Giannis is like who he is, like what he cares about, what he values. He values his fan base. He loves his city. Yeah. Um, but he still loves his home. He talks about Oakland all the time, just like Giannis talks about Greece all the time. So I I just love all that. But then on top of it, he goes out in the game. And, you know, the other day he started off rough. I think he had like three points in the first half. Yeah. And then uh, he came back and I think he still finished with like 25 or 27 points the other day. And I was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> I think Melo had like 19 at half. I'm like, oh, Melo's carrying tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was but, against the, the Nuggets. That was against the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just day in and day out, he's just a monster, and he does everything. And I, what I like that sets him apart from uh, Steph is his explosiveness. Mm. Like Steph, he can get to the rim and he'll finish, you know, with something that's kind of like Kyrie. But Dame will try to take your soul and dunk on you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, I understand that. I understand that. So, Brandon, do you play basketball yourself still? Or I know you say you played since high school. You haven't played since high school. 
Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit when I was in the military for like intramural leagues, and yeah, um, I mean, I play for fun sometimes, but oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, um, do you ever come back to Wisconsin? Or... So it's been a while since I've been back. Actually, the last time I came there was, uh, I believe, it was January of 2017. I went to the Packers and Giants playoff game. Uh, Nice, nice. So, so it's been a while since you've been to a Bucks game then. No, because I always go when they come to uh, Orlando. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. That's yeah. cool, that's cool. And uh, I like to travel and see different stadiums. So, like, my personal, I guess, bucket list goal, I want to go to every stadium. Yeah. So um, I've been focused on football stadiums mostly. However, I did go to the Pelican Stadium. Oh, nice. So uh, I went there two years ago, right before they traded Anthony Davis. So I got to see them two go against each other. Um, so that was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. So, so yeah, yeah I, I I try to go to at least one every year. Sometimes I get two in. Um, I haven't been to Miami yet. They're just god-awful expensive. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Um, oh, not a problem.